You're tuned in to Atlanta Fringe Audio, the podcasting network of the Atlanta Fringe Festival. Want to win a couple of free tickets to the Atlanta Fringe Festival June 5th through 11th? Enjoy Fringe Audio and fill out the Fringe Audio crossword puzzle. It's that easy. 10 winners will be selected. Check out the description box for all the details or visit atlantafringe.org fringe dash audio. Now for the show. It's for general audiences. It may contain mild language, but has no overt violent or sexual content. Previously on Civitanum 7. Then I hear you've conned your way into stealing another ship? Did you forget that I know what you've done? I've only ever done what's best for our planet. Yes, Father, because Earth is yours. You're damn right it's mine. Did you get what you needed? We've managed to stay undetected so far, but we'll not be able to for much longer. What's going on? Nathan, did you bring that thing aboard my station? Nathan, you have no idea what you've done. Open fire! What? What? No, no! They fired at me. Prim, what info were you able to get from the station? Your father has detailed plans and descriptions of the war station. We must enter from the lower ventilation duct. Okay, hold on. There's still no way we're going to do this on our own. We need to contact the Rebellion. I only know of one of them that I can get in touch with. And I'm not going to lie, I'm not really looking forward to getting back in touch. <sighs> Guess we're going to Phalorian. Hail and well met. Welcome to Phalorian. I hate this place. You have accessed Civitonum 7, a space-time probe of the Centuin, sent to tell our story. This is the accumulated knowledge and history of the most technologically advanced society in the known universe. Ed Stewart's defining contribution to humanity was the Warpstream engine, but his true financial success began with luxury passenger ships. Before warp travel, a trip to Mars took at least 72 hours, going the maximum speed possible at the time. So, Ed Stewart created cruise ships, designed to make the journey as desirable as the destination. A week-long round trip to see the majesty of Mars was the vacation everyone wanted to take. Soon, spending weeks to months aboard a luxury ship to Jupiter or Saturn became something to brag about amongst the wealthiest on Earth. Once humanity was capable of warp speed, however, Ed pursued his next business venture. Massive space stations that orbited the planets of Earth's solar system. He called them station destinations. People could take a trip that took minutes as opposed to days and spend weeks aboard a marvel of engineering with a view that could not be rivaled on Earth. For those not interested in views, each station destination also included a fantasy experience, allowing guests with enough credits to live out their wildest dreams. The station orbiting Venus offered the celebrity experience, where privileged guests could live like the rich and famous. The one orbiting Mars offered the experience of being a superhero or a villain, depending on your preference. But the station Nathan has found himself on board is one for a much more eclectic crowd. This is the Dragon's Flagon. This serves as Phalorian's inn and tavern. Once you've settled in, 
you may want to purchase provisions. Thank you. Think we've got it from here. Well, if you need anything, look for the blue robes. Anyone donning these robes will help guide you on your quest. Yeah, okay, thank you. Do you know a Fenty? Apologies. That name is not familiar to me. Well, if you need anything, look for the blue robes. Yeah, figure. Anyone donning... Farewell, robot. What is this place? This is what got my father from rich to filthy rich. This is a fantasy station. There's about a dozen or so of them spread throughout the solar system, each with its own theme. Among my favorites are the Chicago Mobster Station, called the Chi-Town Station, and the Retro-Futurism Station, based on what people from the past thought the future would be like. But this station is the most fantasy of fantasy stations. This is Faelorian, a place of dragons, fairies, goblins... Come hither, my lady, and bless my day with your lovely visage. <laughs> and nerds. Uh, hey, can we fight some goblins or something? I'm getting bored just watching you talk to fake girls. <sighs> Fine, just give me like 15 minutes, or, I don't know, five. Hey, fellas, do either of you happen to know who Fenty is? Is that a side quest? I haven't heard of it. What's the loot? Okay, well, do you know if any of these villagers are real people and not robots? What's wrong with you? You're destroying the illusion. Come on, Alestra. Let us feast and perhaps get to know each other better. Fine. I'm gonna go fight the arena until you What is the purpose of this place? It's for people who are into this kind of thing to live out their fantasies of fighting dragons and getting the girl, but without the risk of injury. <laughs> or rejection. Because they are all robots. Well, yeah. Everyone besides the customers. Excuse me! Is anyone working here a real person? Hey! Cease all motor functions! Anything? No? Hey, please stop. You're ruining the illusion for our guests. Are you a real person? Yes. Oh, thank God. I'm looking for Fenty. You mean Dr. Fenty. Why would you want to see him? Doctor? Well, that's new. Well, park employee, the reason I need to speak to Dr. Fenty is none of your business. All I need from you is how to find him. First off, I'm not allowed to let anyone behind the veil. Second of all, I have a name and it's... I have a name too, bud. It's Nathan Stewart. What? Are you serious? Oh god, I'm so sorry. I'll definitely take you to him right away. Please follow me. How much power your name has. Is this what humans call humility? Okay, that's enough. I'm sorry, sir. Nothing. Don't worry about it. Oh, man. I forgot about the smell. That's Dr. Fenny's lab. The bioprinters give off a burning smell. That and, well, Dr. Fenty. You do know about his diet, right? Yes, he eats raw flesh. He's an Arachidon. I'll take it from here. Thank you. Dr. Fenny doesn't like uninvited. That'll be all. Thank you. How often must I tell you, fools, I do not abide interruptions. How about pleasant surprises? Nathan, 
Well, this is definitely a surprise. It remains to be seen if it's a pleasant one. Come to poke the monster again. Does your father know you're here? No, he doesn't. And I'd like to keep it that way, if you don't mind. That's perfectly fine by me. So, you're calling yourself Doctor now? What brought that on? Well, if I am to be derelict surrounded by humans, I might as well earn a title they understand. It wasn't like I had to strain myself to do it. Your so-called higher learning establishments are laughable. Ha! I assume you're here because you want something. I don't recall ever having a visitor here that came from my company. (laughs) I need a connection with some of your old friends. Really? Now that is interesting. I know you're aware that I betrayed them. Gave several of them up to the authorities. Why do you think I would know how to get in contact with them? Because you're slimy and skeezy and no backdoors to everything. Hmm. I can't fault you for that logic. You are correct. I do know how to get in touch with them, but I have no guarantees they'll reply. If you're here to get in touch with the Rebellion, you really must be getting into some serious trouble. If that's true, maybe it's best you know as little as possible. For your own sake. Wouldn't want to ruin this good thing you've got going here. Good thing? Good thing? I am the leading expert in bioengineering. Look where I am. I'm stuck building fairy tale creatures in a theme park. I'm wasting away here while others are profiting from my work. All I do is put flesh and bone atop these poor puppets so that humans can play pretend. Well, I have to hand it to you. Your puppets are the most realistic I've ever seen. I mean, even down to the way they breathe done some pretty amazing stuff with these cyborgs. Nathan, these are not cyborgs. Cyborg is a living being who's been enhanced by technology. This, this is a biohybrid, a sophisticated machine that has organic material incorporated into its design. It's elegant, powerful, beautiful creations, but here, here they are abused, violated, and underappreciated. They're made to look like ogres and elves and gnomes, only to be tossed around like children's toys. They deserve so much more. I deserve so much more. Well, let's see what I can do to get you so much more. Do you think I'm a fool? I do not easily forget my captors. Your father put me here, remember? Do you also remember how I ended up here? Of course I do. That's why I'm here. I'm not about to ask you to risk everything for nothing. I'm willing to get you out of here. Maybe even get you set up somewhere with folks who will help you conduct your research. Hmm. And what assurances do you offer me that your father won't find me? How about access codes to the station? You'll know he's found you before he can get to you. You can stay one step ahead. Hmm. If I were to help you, We would need to get some things in order first. Does that mean you'll help me? I'll help you. But first, you must help me. Are you seriously about to mando me? I beg your pardon? Nothing. What do you need? I need your commanding presence. (laughs) 
My Dark Knight is being repaired at the moment, but we have customers who are being rather insistent that they must play through his dungeon immediately. I need you to play the part. You want me to be a park employee? Well, it must be providence as to how you arrived in just the right time, don't you think? I'm surprised you believe in something like providence. Nathan, I simply don't presume to understand the natures of the universe. Will you do it or not? I don't understand why we need to worry about these nerds. Let's just get you out of here. I will not leave with you with alarm bells ringing. If I'm to leave here, I'll need some time to gather what I need, as well as time for us to get plenty of distance between us and here. Satisfying these patrons is what buys us that time. What do you say, Sir Knight? (sighs) Will I get hurt? Of course not. You'll be wearing the same armor the Dark Knight wears. Do you honestly think I'd put one of my children in danger? Uh, okay, let's do it. Shelly! Mary! Bring in the suit. Of course, Doctor. Right away, Doctor. Oh, you have assistance. Uh, oh, and they're fairies. Shelly will guide you through the encounter through the helmet. It shouldn't take very long unless you get a relentless pontificator. That's the suit? Okay, it does look pretty badass. Okay, then. Suit goes on. Wasting no time. Well, these guests are already through a good portion of the dungeon. You'll travel by pod to get there in time. It'll take you directly to the throne room. Don't you worry, Nate. I'll take care of you. Thanks, Shelly. I'm Mary, silly. <laughs> right, silly me. Step into the pod. Has anything living ever ridden on this thing? If it's good enough for my intricate creatures, it's good enough for a bag of flesh. Impeccable bedside manner, Doctor. I'm not that kind of doctor. Ow. Are you okay, Nathan? I'll be okay. Just tell me what I need to do and let's just get this over with. Well, the guests are just two rooms away. Once they arrive, I'll do the talking. Oh, good. I was never one for improv. It would be wonderful if you could attempt to match your movements to the words as I speak them. It's important to maintain the illusion for your guests. I'll do my best. So, are they going to attack me? How does all this work? The entire park is covered in millions of sensors that react to what the guests decide to do. Each chamber is equipped to produce all effects necessary, such as fire, ice, electricity, poison gas. Poison? I thought this was a game. No, not real poison, silly. (laughs) You make me laugh. No, all of our effects are perfectly safe. As for any blunt force our guests may inflict upon you, the Dark Knight armor should absorb enough to keep you from any real harm. Well, that's both reassuring and not. Do I at least have something to defend myself? Of course! Your Sword of Doom is leaned against the throne behind you. Oh, that is not bad at all. Bring on the nerds. Oh, dude, that was awesome. Did you see that cool head spin around and fall off? hilarious. Oh, get ready for the best part. At last, you have made it to my sanctuary. You, Sir Galbraith, the demon slayer, and you, Sweet McDuck. Prepare. To face the almighty power 
of my blade. Listen here, dark knight of the realm of shadows. Your reign of terror has come to an end. Prim Yarmor, I cannot sense Nate's energy on the station. According to Nate's earpiece, he is now located within one of the station's lower levels, participating in one of the park's attractions. That is a surprise. Nate made it very clear how much he disliked that place. Do you think he's there against his will? It's unclear. We should be prepared to escape if there is any sign of danger. Please don't leave Nate behind. Nate is in just as much danger as you and Tio. He will find a way to get you the help you need. He has proven to be resourceful in the time he spent with Tio. You really do have so much faith in Nate. Nate freed this young one from enslavement. He has shown himself to be very caring towards Tio and wants what's best for them. If you would like, Tio would give you permission to re-enter his consciousness and see for yourself what Tio has witnessed. We know what you are doing. We see your intentions. We saw how you reacted to our presence inside your mind. We understand what you missed from your previous connection with your people. Legal Alagos are not meant to be separate. They are not accustomed to... individuality. On their home planet, the Legal Alagos focus on each other, each looking after the whole. They do not know what it is like to look after themselves. When you enter Tio's mind, he was no longer alone. This young one will never function properly alone. He needs guidance, a, a pod, a family. Tio, you are not incapable of functioning on your own. Believe us when we say that you are more than you believe you are. We used to be like you. In the earliest days of our known history, we too were connected so strongly that we lost our individuality. We became as one being. It took us generations to recover our identities. We, Premier are a symbol of that. We are a collective of like-minded beings who share not only a goal, but a belief system. We are together alike, but we are still all individuals. You are... It's so much to process. This young one struggles to understand. He has accumulated information on so many. So much about the lives of humans, Amarans, Seripians, Gordonans... So much of it does not make sense to him. Why they behave the way they do. Of all of the places Tio has learned about, none are like their home. It all seems insurmountable. Hello, Tio. Premier Morton. You've decided to help me. But I only sense one of you. That's because I volunteered to help you. I have separated from Miramore and become someone different. I want to dedicate myself to helping you become your own being. Does that sound like something you'd be interested in? Very much. Thank you. What is your name? Well, we don't have individual names. We haven't needed them, since our connections are strong enough to not require them. We've only created the name Premiermore so that we could reference ourselves to others. Should we find a name for me? That would be nice. This young one may have to reference you to me. Okay. So what should my name be? Your voice sounds female. Warm. Comforting. T. 
Tito would like to suggest Delia. This is Nate's mother's name. He's often mentioned her as a warm, comforting female. Wonderful. Well, Tito, you just may have made your first decision as an individual. I will now be referred to as Delia. Delia, you said you were to teach this young one to become an individual. What curriculum do you have planned? Well, I want to help coach you to think for yourself. I want to take it slow, so don't think about it as instructions or steps. This will be an organic process that will adapt as we go. I've already thought of your first assignment. I've accessed the recording of your first meeting with Nate, the one you recovered from your first caller. I've isolated your original voice, and I'm giving you access to it. I want you to use it for a while. Soon, I'll have you switch back to this one. What is this to accomplish? It's to have you focus on the differences of the two, and how they make you feel. This young one cannot see how his voice would dictate how he feels. It may surprise you. You may find that you prefer one over the other. Time will tell. You don't have to make a decision anytime soon. I just want you to experience them, and be conscious of what they may mean to Tio. I'll switch them now. Hello. This is Tio speaking. Tio is getting a strange sensation when hearing her original voice, although she cannot define it. Well, it could be comforting to hear from an old friend. It may be nostalgia. This is nostalgia. Let's not label anything yet. We will wait until you've had time to process this feeling, and we'll discuss later what it may be. The hatch is opening. Nate is still in the park, is he not? He is. Tia, get ready to act fast. Well then, Nathan has procured what looks to be a brand new space fighter. Looks like I could pilot this thing. Mary, Shelley, prepare my bioprinter and emergency luggage. We'll leave immediately. And furthermore, Sir Knight of the Darkness, our triumph will send a message to all who threaten this realm. All evil will know this realm is defended. Dude, you're so cool. <clears throat> Can we get on with this now? We shall see, Scrooge McDuck. It's time to test your words with Hudson. Finally, let's clobber some nerds. Very well. Fireball! Huh? It's my field, villain. I cast... Bonds of Binding. Ow, what the? <laughs> you are not doing very well. Well, any suggestions? I'll help you break free with the Dark Knight's power surge. Then, I suggest you swing at Scrooge McDuck. Sounds like a <clears throat> plan. Power surge! Ow! Keep swinging, Nathan! Oh, no, you don't. 
Psychokinetic disarm! <laughs> Try fighting without your sword, sir knight. Knight, take this. Ah. Ah. <laughs> well, help here. <laughs> You're doing wonderfully. The guests seem to be enjoying themselves thoroughly. Yes. You're doing great. You seem to have a knack for this. <laughs> great. Hilarious. Watch this! Whirlwind! Fenty! Fenty? You had me. You made me. I was so mad at you. Oh. Fenty! I did what you asked. Let's get... Let's get going. Mary, where's Fenty? Can I get you something to drink? I can also have some flesh printed out if you're hungry. Ugh, every bit of no thank you. Where's Fenty? I can also get you something. Alcohol, perhaps? Not now, Shelly. But you know what I'd really like? The whereabouts of one Dr. Fenty. Oh, now let's get that armor off of you. Um, Shelly? Why is my ship displayed on that monitor? You know what? Keep the armor on. I think it suits you. <laughs> oh, Shelly, that's so funny. <laughs> Oh, you've got to be kidding. Out of my way, you little buzzards. Sugar lumps. Nate, touch the console on Fenty's desk. There. Can you see where Fenty is? Ah, off. You goober. He's aboard the Beta Mark III. I knew it. That nasty little cockroach. How dare you speak of the doctor that way? What disrespect for our doctor. The audacious gall. Prim, can you? Oh. Help our bear. Ah, thank you. Now, let's get back to the ship and have a little chat with he our... He knows about us. Yeah, I can see that. He has our ship on his monitor. Now let's get going. No, he knows about us. You mean... You? Fenty, what? Oh, <laughs> Tio, good job. I didn't know you were so good at catching pests. Tio, free up his mouth and let him speak, but be ready to cover it up again when I'm tired of his yapping. Nathan, you have a ligaligo? How? Did the Serapians gift it to you? What? Uh, okay, you know what? I am absolutely done with you. 
I am no longer playing any more of your games. It's time for me to collect. You are going to get me in contact with the Rebellion. You are going to get rid of every shred of evidence that we were ever here. And you are going to obliterate that horrible, horrible dungeon. But first, you are going to tell me everything you know about the Ligalalago. Before I have Tio here, Ligalala pop your head off. I'll speak. I'll speak. I'll, I'll tell you everything I know about the Ligalalago. They were prey animals on their home planet. They, they traveled in pods of a thousand or so, and each pod had a telepathic link, which allowed them to not only move and think as one, but essentially be one. The Serapians happened upon them by accident. They were fleeing from an enemy fleet when they found and hid on their planet. They took note of their strength, resilience, their mental capacity, as well as their fear, their naivety, and their vulnerability. They are why the Serapians escalated the conflict and ultimately brought humans into the fray. They found that the remarkable potential the Ligalalago possessed was more than worth the trouble. Okay, now I want an explanation as to why you snuck aboard my ship, which, frankly, I'm surprised I'm just now getting to. Detected life signs aboard your ship that weren't in any database, and I had to know what you were planning on getting me involved in. That's when I recognized one of them to be a Ligalalico. I had to see one for myself. Nate, Ventia, start being truthful. Wait, what? Tio? Looks like I could pilot this thing. Mary, Chelly, prepare my bioprinter and emergency luggage. We'll leave immediately. <sighs> Tio, we'll talk about why you have your old voice back later. Just hold him for now until I get back. Prim, I need a crew of your finest. Fenty, you better think about what you've done until I get back. Tio, is it? Please tell me, is it true that you can sense souls? The Ligalalago sense energies. They have no concepts of souls, as you say. However, each energy in the universe is unique. The Ligalalago can spot these unique qualities. If, perchance, this uniqueness is what you refer to as a soul, then yes, yes they can. For instance, your unique energy is reading to this Ligalalago as in distress. Okay, so I took the liberty of finding the biggest work in progress you had in your lab and had Prim commandeer it for me. I think it's a Troll? It's hard to tell without the skin on it. Anyway, it's very big. It's time we drag you back there and gather what we need. Then Prim here is going to lay waste to everything else. Tio, would you kindly hand over Fenty to premiere a troll? Thank you. Now, I don't want to hear anything- Prim? Prim, stop! Prim, stop! Nathan, help me! Prim! What do you know of us? What have you discovered? Speak! I'll, I'll tell you everything. I, I, I don't... I don't know. Tell us how the Mordonans incapacitated us. I don't know. Who else knows of our existence? You'll kill him! Tell us!
That last hit knocked him out. Prim, maybe you should just leave the interrogations to me from now on. How does Fenty know of Miramore? We recognized a design in Dr. Fenty's shop. It was the design for our... for our prison. The service bot we found Prim in. The plans on how to retrofit it for Prim were on his computer. Fenty designed it. Prim, I promise we'll definitely get back to that later. There's something else on my mind I have to address. Tio, did you just say we? Yes, one of Premier Moore's crew has decided to stay within Tio's collar to help aid her in becoming an individual. Huh. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Prim, if you hurt Tio in any way... The one who volunteered to leave our company has only good intentions for Tio. The rest are not involved in their mission. Don't worry, Nate. Delia and Tio are linked. There's no doubt as to their intentions. Did you just say... Delia? So, you're running from your dad, and you run to a space station he owns? You're really dumb. Oh, no. Don't do anything stupid. I've got your ship bag locked in and surrounded. Because you're dumb. Lilith. for this episode include Matthew Bass, Darby Gwen, Brianna Bass, Tara Eviker, Tiffany Clark, Kelsey Hook, Andrew Dillon Ray, John Urbanek, Mark Urbanek, Dana Strickland, and Bob Mullins. Story by Matthew Bass and Darby Gwen. Music by Brett Rogers. Editing by Matthew Bass. To further invest in our story, visit patreon.com slash civitanum7 for early access to the latest episodes, character bios, and more. And now, an out-of-context scene to add further intrigue. You must tell the Doman. No, you must tell him. No, you must. No, you. Enough! <laughs> what must you tell me? There is a call from... Edward Stewart, he is demanding the rest of the specimens. They are not his to demand. I will receive his call in my chambers. No, you may not have them. This isn't up for debate anymore. They are mine. Lilith gave you clear instructions. Besides, you have proven to be irresponsible with them. It was your offspring that was irresponsible. In Gordonin law, the actions of the offspring must be answered to by the one who sired them. My son... My son should never have gotten past your chambers. That message he used to fool you wouldn't have fooled a whelp. That's what you must answer for. Your actions lost not only a classified prototype fighter, but a dangerous creature that we know nothing about. You must hand over the remaining specimens so we can further understand what we are dealing with. No, they are mine. They belong to me. They are our capital, not yours. 
This is no longer a matter of investments and capital, Irenrib. This is now a matter of galactic safety. And if the Gordonans continue to exacerbate these threats to the United Corps of Planets, then they may choose not to rely on you to defend them. And who could the Corps possibly find to replace us? I believe after the success of the last conflict, Earth has more than proven their competency. We have large numbers, more agreeable temperaments, and we follow orders. We may not have your established presence in the galaxy, but that's just a matter of time. That is absurd. You may believe so, Irlib, but I suggest you consider what I've said. I don't think you can afford not to. Don't take too long, though. If you don't hand over those specimens to me by cycle's end, it won't be me you'll have to answer to. It'll be the Seripian Council. Clean up your mess, Irlib. Or Earth will. That was the final insult a human will utter to a Gordonum. Edward Stewart has made a grave miscalculation. The Gordonum will not be brought down by the likes of humans. Prepare to move the war station. What is our heading, my domain? We would like to thank our Atlanta Fringe audio sponsor, Could Be Pretty Cool, a production company whose mission is to inspire community building through the arts. You can binge all of our audio shows at atlantafringe.org slash fringe dash audio or wherever you enjoy your podcasts.